you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Hank Norman. I like Hank. I'm going to tell you why. Hank is a modern-day media mogul. He's been creating TV and media stars for more than 25 years. That's right, 25 years. Now, he's worked with more than a 1,000 of today's top experts, personalities and celebrities. You're going to recognize some names here, from Barbara Walters and Steve Harvey to Grant Cardone and Judge Janine Pirro. And then we got Mel Robbins. I'm adding to this list, right? We got some other really cool celebs. And a future celeb that will rename, that will remain unnamed until... Maybe later. We'll see. Okay. Now, Hank has helped launch cable networks like Oxygen, personality-based networks like the Grant Cardone Network, and daytime talk shows like The View. You've heard of all of those. So, this is the guy that's behind the scenes that is literally building stars out of nothingness. He sees potential in people. He sees stardom, but they don't see their own blind spots and they can't get out of a the way so that they can be what they were made to be. Hank is that guy that sees those blind spots, calls out those blind spots, and then brings his expertise of here's where you need to pivot. Here's where you need to move in order to become that celebrity and build that platform. So Hank has uh, helped TV personalities. Let me just say it in his words. The more I help TV personalities, it became clear to me that in today's world, everyone needs to know how to get attention and get paid using the media. I can do that for you. You're welcome. You can find Hank at hanknorman.com. That's hanknorman.com. Hank, welcome to the show, my friend. Go ahead and take 60 seconds. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thank you for having me, Joseph. Quite a pleasure to be here. I am a entrepreneur like you and like your audience. I think anybody who's obviously not working inside a business is an entrepreneur. They have a business. They're up and running. And what I was doing for quote unquote famous people and coming up before the internet for people that just were on television and, and that uh, had careers in the media, what I started to see is social media obviously started to take over was social media had replaced that. Hey, how do I get on? the view how do i you know how do i get on this show in order to get seen that 
social had taken that place, like getting seen to get on, to get another bigger platform, social media became the primary media. Like we all have access to it. And the things I was working with big stars with became applicable to me and to you as entrepreneurs of how do I get the attention from me and my business. So it was just this amazing thing that happened when I took the leap to leave some of the large, I worked for the largest companies in the world. I was a company man most of my life. Um, I worked for Disney. I worked at ABC. I worked at large, large companies. And leaving to start my own company was a huge leap of faith. Now, and what was the itch that you needed to scratch that made you make that leap of faith? Working on shows is awesome. And I worked on, I started The View, I started uh, Oxygen, and I worked on shows in the nature of, of TV and, of, and t- television at the time, and even now, mostly, is a show starts and it has a run and it goes away. And even though The View's still on 20 years later, um, after three years, I'm like, I'm, it's, now I'm in a site, I, I just get bored easy. And what I like about my, having my own business is, I, we, I take on, I get to do what I want, right? I get to take on projects and people and ideas and work on this if I so choose. So what I like about uh, having a small business and growing a business is the itch was I'm bored and I can mm-hmm. never be bored in this situation because I can just invent the next thing I'm doing from courses and books and hey, we'll literally sit around and I'll be like, I want to work with this client. We'll reach up, we'll find somebody, a big name that I'm interested in working with and say, let's, let's work with that person. So I, I just love that. It, it fills me in that way. So Startup Nation, right there, Hank is dropping a wisdom bomb on you, right? It's even though he built success working for as a company man in proven business models, right? And he was successful in it. There was an itch he needed to scratch. And the itch was, I got bored, man. Like sometimes you just get bored doing that thing. I know for me personally, like I get bored speaking about money and success. And like, I truly mean that I get bored. That's why I launched another podcast called Broken Catholic, where I speak about my faith. And I speak about what God has done in my life because that now is this new sense of fulfillment. So yours may be different. That's totally fine. But what is that itch that you need to scratch? Are you bored right now? I, you're probably bored. Do something about it. Be a hero like Hank. Hank, let me ask you this. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life know. But in my business, well, what I've come to learn about myself through working with, so, so I'm a coach and I work with talent, entrepreneurs, people, how to get attention in the media, how to use the media, how to be better in the media, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I hate it too. I, I don't like it. I don't want to be famous. I don't like the work to be famous. Uh, contrary to me coaching people and the videos I do make and have out there, I'm not a high content provider. I'm not a Grant Cardone. I'm not a Mel Robbins. Like I don't look Mel and Grant and those type of people to me, to me. And in my experience as a media coach, that's coached hundreds and thousands of people in the media. I don't, I'm not dying to be in the media. I like, I like as a producer, I like behind the scenes. I like helping and producing and, and that arm's length between me and fame, but social, 
took the veil. There was a tear in the veil of what was necessary to show up. And I'm reluctant talent, just like every 90% of the people I work with now, maybe 80, 70, 70, 80% of people I work with now are exactly like me. And maybe you, you can tell, you can reveal your secret on in this particular category. Fame is, a, is work. I don't, I'm not dying for people to know me. I'm not dying to broadcast myself. I'm not dying to talk about what I'm up, up to. And that fear, that, that hesitancy, we pretend like it's not there. I, I thought for a long time I had to pretend like, oh, I love this or uh, I, particularly because this was my fucking business. How am I going to go around telling people this is completely necessary and you have to do it in order to be successful. More attention means more dollars and I'm teaching people to do that and I'm not doing it for myself. And there's reasons I'm not doing it for myself. I don't like it. It's a lot of work and, ugh, and I, I have the same insecurities everybody has. I have a list. I don't like listening to myself. I, it literally took me till the next growth con to watch my first growth con speech. I don't want to hear myself. I don't want to see myself. I don't, just like a normal person, a regular person, I don't understand the Melv and the Grants at that level. I don't want attention. I, don't want to, I want people to go away. I want people to not pay attention to me. And helping people, helping me, figuring out how to push through that for me has helped me help entrepreneurs and business people go, well, I'm just a business person. That I, I can't do this or I don't know how to do this or I'm scared to do this and I don't know what to do. So I think I'm preeminently qualified to help people, unlike a Gary, name anyone else, Gary, Grant, Mel, anyone doing anything, I'm the only one that actually understands the normal person. I'm that person. I'm an entrepreneur who was a TV producer, produced talent, and understands the media game. And I don't want to do it any, I don't want to do it any more than you do. It's another, it's another job, but you have to do it. There is no success for your business unless you confront this elephant in the room. And mm. Startup Nation, if you're in that camp with Hank right now, right, you fall in one of two camps. You're either the Grant Cardone, Mel Robbins type personality where you're like, man, shine a light on me and give me a stage. Give me video cameras. I want fame. Boom. All right. Got it. But I, I would suspect that's 10% of the, the population, if that, yeah. right? And then you got the other 90-something percent that maybe you fall into that camp with Hank. And Hank is speaking directly to you right now saying, I am scared shitless of like getting in front of a camera. That little red flashing light freaks me out. It paralyzes me. It shuts me down. All of a sudden, I start like jimmer jammering and like my word, I lose my words. I, I, you put me in front of like a group and I have to speak. I freeze up, right? Maybe that's you. If that's you, Hank is speaking directly to you and he gets to coach people just like you. And that's why he's so good at what he does. He is his own client and really gets the pain of putting yourself out there in the media. And I think that's powerful. So let's talk about that for a second, Hank. Let's talk about your company, Two Market Media. Give me the 60-second or 30-second uh, pitch, what you specifically do when someone signs up with you. What Two do you do Market for is designed in, originally for talent and now for entrepreneurs and business owners is the name spoke to what our intention and what our, our mission is, which is taking you to market, all the tools you need to take you and your ideas and your product to market using the media. That's, that's the route today. And 
what's radically different today with social media is you can't be successful without dealing with this online world. And here's the secret nugget that I've discovered for me and I've discovered it through um, the clients I've worked with. Um, Matt Monero, and I can send you clips or you don't even have to roll them in. We, we can put a link if you want. Matt Monero, if you don't know him, when he started working with us, I, I, I sometimes I include his story in my, when I speak because Matt was completely incredulous. He was like, I don't see the point in playing the media game. And I said, here's the thing, Maddie. I'm not here to convince you that it's the thing to do. You have to see that for you. But I'm going to go one step further because to, to, you have to decide whether you're in or out. And I just want you to know the full truth. Getting good in the media changes your life. It makes you a better business person. It makes mm. you more of a connector. It makes you someone who actually has empathy for the person on the other side of that camera. It makes you think about things, life, connectivity, other human beings in a way that you have never before, including yourself. Because for some people, it's the first time you're ever sitting in, as an audience member for you. Making a video and watching it back is revolutionary. We didn't mm. grow up with it. My daughter is eight, is eight. She's had the ability to see herself. And I, I would say my daughter's emotional intelligence and her level of awareness of herself and how she is in space and appears to others is she has an awareness at eight that I probably had around 29 or 30. Mm. That ability to grow and know how you're coming across to another person changes you as a person, changes your entire business and how you interact with customers. And so I have a business to market media isn't just the, the media game and the social media game. To me, we're a self-help company. Starting the company, and I, I started a version of this company with Steve Carlos with Mel Robbins nine years ago. It was called Advice for Living because Mel was a big coach. And Advice for Living and working with Mel really cemented for me and Mel and Steve this idea of the nature of confidence, the nature of what it's like to portray yourself in the media, like those ideas of self-help have so permeated themselves in the culture of this company and what we do and what we teach that to me, outside of the business of social media marketing, ads, how to be better on camera is this core component to what I get to do every day, which is why I totally love what I do, which is I help people grow. I give people confidence in their lives. I, I changed Matt Monero's business from uh, wherever he was to hundreds of millions of dollars more and bigger because he changed as a leader in his company. He changed his entire business based on learning social and media skills. I love that, right? And, and, and this just shows up for me. Startup Nation, when you change yourself, you change your life and everything around you. Why? Because what Hank's saying is you show up different. I love this. Like media training makes you successful, more successful in your business because it forces you to think of the person on the other side of the lens or to think of your customer more in your business. What's this experience like for them? How am I showing up for them? Like that's powerful. And that his daughter, Hank's daughter, gets to grow up in a generation where she has this causal analysis going on where she could see cause and effect. Like when I move to the right, there's a ripple that is sent across the universe, right? What's that saying? It's like when I move my finger, the universe moves. 
Like, and, and to be able to see that and experience that and, and touch it and feel it in a tangible, real kind of way, that's what media training can do for you. This is why I brought Hank on this show. Because you, Startup Nation, you're running a small business and or you're about to start one and you're struggling to make the first 100K and it's mostly because you're struggling to figure out who the F you are and your place in the world around you. This is what Hank specializes in. He helps you to see you from a three-dimensional perspective. Hank, what shows up for you in that? that that's what's so scary that back to how we started this conversation i can come up i used to just say i was lazy and i used to just say i was not interested but i'm lazy and not interested in fame because of the personal work it requires when you see and hear yourself that's all it's fear it's not easy i i, I gotta share a quick little personal story here so startup nation let me just come out with it okay I signed up and became a client of Hank's. I believe in this guy. I believe in what he's done. And I look at all the successes. Like he built Grant Cardone's persona. Like that's insane, right? And coming back right to what Hank just said, it is so freaking scary to look at yourself and to see all the flaws, all the character defects, all the mistakes, all the mess ups. And, and sharing my own personal story, when I started doing media training with Hank and we started doing what's called these opinion videos and he's like, I want you to come up with an opinion, something you truly believe and stand for, then back it up with the number one reason why it's true and then add your own personal story or someone else's story to it and then send me the video clip so I can pretty much rip you apart. And that's what you did for me, Hank. And it was like, it sucked because I hate sucking at things. I hate not being good right out the gate. I have a perfection thing going on there, right? I have some issues and control issues. And Startup Nation, I got to just reveal this to you. When Hank started sending me back his feedback on my videos, and Joseph, you messed up with this. Do this again. Do this. What are you trying to say? Like freaking get to the point. Like, you're not saying anything real. Like, show me what's real. Tell me what you truly believe. And, and he's calling me out on these things. I got to tell you, I wanted to reach through the freaking whatever email and like punch this guy in the face. Like, who the F are you to tell me? And then I got present to who the F he was. He's the guy I hired to do the exact thing he's doing, which is to call me out on my blind spot so that I can grow. And it's painful growing. That's what Hank's telling you right now. It's painful. But if you want to play the big game, the game of fame, then you show up, you shut up, and you do the work. And Hank, it's not even if you want to play the big game. Go ahead. You're not going to find the success you want for your business, for your bakery, for your plumbing job, if you just do things how they've always done it. Go ahead, put that ad in the paper and see how it works for you. I mm. want to know who I'm hiring. I want to know whose brownies I'm eating. The story behind your recipe is what sells the brownie. It's the old, you know, I live in New York City, dude. There's a thousand steakhouses. It's not the steak. It's the sizzle. What's the story? What's the, what's the personality? What are the, what's the experience like when you're there? Those stories being told. If you're invisible in social media where everybody goes to read reviews and find out who and why you are, if you're not putting that kind of information out there, 
You don't have a business. Mm. Go that ahead, is- Google you. If you don't see the first page supports you and your business, and that, then you're, you got to catch up, son. I love that. Startup Nation, Google you. Everyone else's. Like that's, that's the truth of it. And if you think they're not, you're an idiot. Like you're under a rock, like straight up. We all Google people. It's what we do. Some of you are professional stalkers. I know it. Okay. So Hank, how did you make your, well, first off, let's get right into it. How much revenue did you- Let me just say one before you move to topics, what I wanted to say, the note I made when you were telling your story, which is awesome. I have a similar story. Just know it's true for everyone. Uh, the biggest contribution I made to Grant wasn't starting his network, wasn't encouraging him to do the speaking and the, and the growth cons. It was getting Grant to tell his personal story. When I met Grant, and for years, Grant refused to talk about being addicted to drugs. Grant refused to talk about all the struggles in his childhood. He would literally look me in the eye and go, it's of no use to anyone. I don't spend time in the past. It's of no use. I don't say it, not because I'm embarrassed, but because I don't see the point in it. And I'm like, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. Whether it's fear showing up for him or whether his reasons are real, it doesn't matter. You're wrong. Your story, your struggle is the reason people want to be in business with you. Grant is successful as he is because he's sharing that someone that came from that level can make it to the level he's at. And just seeing that and knowing someone can overcome all those things and become a multi, multi-millionaire from zero with tons of bad habits, tons of bad personality traits and still overcome and kill it, that's what people wanna see. People want to know in their experts today, in their business people today, in the people they're buying from, that they get it, that they've been through the struggle. So you have to share that. And it's super confronting and hard and counterintuitive and feels like it's wrong and you have to do it anyway in a public space. Startup Nation, Hank is so right in what he's saying here. And I'll tell you right now, when I was challenged to share my personal story of my brokenness, the bad choices I've made, how I used to use girls like just outright and be all over the place. And it was all about them serving me and my pleasure as a man. Like, and I had to start sharing that and owning it and then asking for forgiveness in my life and cleaning up the messes of my life. That sucked. Like that sucked to do that. However, I can say that people connected, we, connected with me authentically in that because we all have our freaking mess ups. We all have our snorries. And what Hank's sharing with you right now is that your customers, yes, even your customers, want to connect with your humanity because that's where we're all connected is in our brokenness, in our mess. That's why I have the other podcast called Broken Catholic because I'm tired of hearing all your freaking wins and the highlights of your life where you're this perfect freaking individual on social media, but meanwhile, you're going home broke, lonely, and a mess. And you're acting and pretending like your life is freaking perfect, but not dealing with reality. Deal with reality. Go freaking change this stuff, man. Clean up your messes and create the life that you want. That's what Hank's talking about. Hank, well, let's I'm going to inside, go inside that. It's going to take us into the first 100K. Go. As you've described, a lot of people think because of historically and the media and wanting to appear, having everything together, they think the model is 
look a certain way. Like, so I'm not making enough money. I don't have my first 100K, but I have to look as if I'm there. Like people are going to buy me based on this appearance I'm creating. Fake it till you make it. I'm here to tell you that's completely wrong. If you start to tell me literally how you're working towards your goal of making it, you will create a movement of fans, supporters, like-minded consumers and other business people that will move in and fill this vo- the void of your shame and embarrassment will be filled with supporters. And rather than looking like, because someone who looks like they've made it and we all just look at their social and what they're talking about and they go, they've made it. I don't need to buy from you. Mm. Someone who's working and someone who's putting their blood, sweat and tears into their job into their product, into helping and serving and being a better business person for me and for them and for their family. Why do you think people like Grant talk about their family constantly? Knowing that Grant isn't rooted in greed, which you could easily think, particularly coming from what on the outside, when you first look at a Grant Cardone image personality on the internet, he's a sleazy used car salesman. He's got a lot of fucking shit he's got to get through. And by talking about the things that matter to him, helping you, getting you, saving you from the middle class so you don't have to repeat the mistakes he's made to support his wife and his two girls. Those ideas of Grant's struggle. If you know Grant at all, you know the biggest thing I think he's selling is this idea that you know Grant's not satisfied where he is. It's not that he's very rich. It's that he's nowhere near his goal. And understanding that for you, regardless of, so Grant's at a great place because he's got his own jet and he's rich and that's awesome. He's not satisfied. He's talking about his dissatisfaction. He's talking about his struggle. You have to talk about yours. And if you think that makes you look small, so be it. It's not about looking big. It's about feeling and coming across as real. That's your job. Mm. You know, Hank, what shows up for me in that, like, I think we freaking buy into the lies. We watch these videos of like Ty Lopez and so many like him where it's the fancy cars, the house, the girls, all this stuff. And we think we have to show up polished. We have to fake it till we make it. And that's what will build success for us. That's what will build fame for us. And you're literally turning this whole mindset on its head and saying, no, that's freaking wrong. That may have been the old way of doing it. And yes, maybe it still works to some people in some cases, but here's the new media. The new media looks like, sell me that you're struggling. Sell me that you're broken. Sell me that you want something more with your life. And show me that. That's where I want to connect. I want to connect with your authenticity of, hey, I don't got all this shit figured out. I'm a mess, but I'm working through it. I fall down every day multiple times, but I get up every day multiple times, and so can you. So that's what I'm hearing you say. 100%. If you're not selling your struggle, you don't have anything for sale. Man, that's it. Selling your struggle, that's, that's really what shows up for me. All right, let's talk about it for a second, okay? Because you and I, we can go off uh, in all these different directions here. Speak to me specifically with two market media, right? You, you went out on your own. You left the safety of the corporate uh, cushion, right? The golden handcuffs. How long did it take you to make your first 100 K with two market media or the first version of it? 
Um, how long? That's a good question. So as I said, there was two versions of this company. When we were, when we started, it was before social media with Mel. So working with Mel and that company was just all of us about Mel. And what we realized is in order to being part of that, as everyone I know, I think knows or should know if you're running a business, there's this whole reach, reach X amount of time, months, weeks, days, and realize I got to pivot. Like, let me figure out how to maximize. Let me feel how to figure out how to reach my customer. Let me feel out, figure out how to reach my goals and what do I need to do to change. And working with Mel closely made me realize that there were a lot of people like Mel and we started to then turn the company into somewhat to, to a company that helped people like Mel. And mm. Mel was down for that. And we, in order to grow as a company, because counting on like Mel went, literally went from zero when I met her nine years ago to where she is today. That, that, at that time, that was this, what, and I don't even think it's a nine year burn to get to Mel's level. I think you, Mel could have done what she did in five or six years, literally from end to end, mm. if, if things had been done differently. But because grow, trying to get to 100K, trying to grow the company required us to take on more people like Mel. Mel was also like, well, I want people smartly and for her personal and personally, she wanted attention just on her. So she, mm. we, we broke up. Uh, advice for living so Mel could go be Mel and we work on projects together but we're not business partners solely in a company like we were so mm. getting to a, a the first 100k really took the disintegration of my first company mm. that's powerful right letting it die so that you can create something new create these new possibilities for yourself so Hank that's really what shows up for me in that where are you now? Like, speak to us about that. How much revenue did your business do? Gross revenue approximately over the past 12 months. You spoke to us back then. It took years because of the disintegration with their initial version, et cetera, of the company. You're now where? Oh, now I'm a multi-million dollar company now. I mean, I have investments in talent like Mel who I get a percentage of the back end of what they do from grants mm. to like big stuff. So, I ha I've embedded in my relationships and projects and products that I've created with the talent I work with. I have, I own a piece of that. So I have. That's, that's so awesome, man. Think about that startup nation. Hank is here right now. You've heard of Grant Cardone's. You've heard of Mel Robbins. Hank owns a piece of those brands. Like, because he invested in them. He saw something in them before maybe they saw something in them. And then he showed them how to serve it up in a way that the world wants to digest. Pretty cool stuff. All right. How did you make your first 100K? And I, I really want you to go there, Hank. All right. So you disintegrated the first company, but how did you make your first 100K? What are the top three tips or strategies that you used to break through the elusive 100K milestone? But the first one was to leave behind the model of what we started the company as I had to get out of the mindset of this was just about the singular idea of the company with Mel. That was very tough because that was personal relationships. That was the sense of Mel and us and people be like, Oh, you don't believe I can do this. And it's like the really, you know, one of the toughest moments of my life of being like those feelings from 
what Mel was going through and what we were going through, like how do we actually grow this company? Growing this company means abandoning what we really initially thought was the, 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 the sole path to success. So for me personally, getting to my first 100K was taking that original business model and the personal relationships involved in it and completely destroying them. Mm. Man, that's big. All right, give, give us another tip or strategy. What'd you do next after that? And then it really was how to figure out how to now go into this strange new world and say, how do I become a company that's, scale, that's scalable and is now figuring out on the fly how to take the core ideas that we had of the things Steve and I and we, Mel had helped us see because she was the first person in the door and say, how do we take this model that we used with Mel and now how do we scale it so that we have multiple people and literally just the growing pains of, like, we, we then going into um, investors and figuring out, I need to hire people before I have money. Like I need a staff of people and I don't have the money to hire a staff. So it's the, it's the discussion of who's willing to invest, who now wants to invest in me and with me. Yeah, that's big. All right. So speak to us about this because startup nation is listening right now and they're like, Joseph, like I can hear their voice in my, in my ear right now, Hank, right? They're saying, Joseph, I'm really interested. I love Hank's story. It's really cool. But honestly, I want to know what are the three steps I need to do to build my own personal brand or my business brand? Hank, what are those three tips or strategies you want to tell Startup Nation right now? I don't care how ugly you get with them. Tell them what they need to hear, maybe not what they want to hear. How did they go ahead and build their personal brand or their business brand? What are the three top tips or strategies you have for them right now? The first one is to stop thinking about the perception part that we talked about earlier. This is the biggest hurdle. And I, I think it's the, in the series of questions you were just asking me, this is the third one in realizing that I had to become the talent. I had to become a client of two market media. I had to become talent. I had to become the face of the business for a very long time, just this logo, just the idea of a two and a market and a media and doing like everyone does and like, that's who we are and saying, no, I, somebody has to stand up and be the face of this company. And Steve, like, I, no, I, I nobody wanted to do it. Like I said, I'm like, I I'm like, I'm dying to do this. Like it's, it only seems like a part of me. Like I have all these feelings about it and realizing that you have to be the face of your business. You have to, stand up and really talk about what you're going through and what the company's about and what you're about. Like what really gets found out when you do that is because that connection really does start to happen with your consumer because you really start to talk about things that are important to you. Like if you make brownies, we now find out why that's important to you. It's not just a product. It's the story. That's what people are buying. This is the piece business people don't understand. This is why the media and social is the biggest play and the biggest growth for you and your business because now you get into the story game. You realize what a commercial is, isn't about the product, it's about the story they're telling. When you watch a commercial, it elicits an emotional response from you. It's not facts and information. It's about a way of making you feel about their product. When you get into the storytelling game of what you're up to, what you're going through, to get your product to market, to get your first 100K. When you take the responsibility to be the person in your company and in your business that's telling that story, that's the first step to real success in business. That's powerful. Give me a third step. 
after you, because I'll just recap it. So you become, you must become the talent or the face of your business. Then you have to get out and start sharing your story, your struggle again and again and again, over and over and over again, and get past all the bullshit, right? That tells you why you shouldn't and, and just start sharing the story. Then what? What do you do next? Then it gets, it gets crazy and it gets cool. So when you put information out there, when you put yourself, when you put your information, when you put your story, when you put your product out there, you get a response, mm. People have a reaction. Social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, they're gonna say, they're gonna comment, they're gonna do something, something's gonna happen. You now have to grow and you have to not become that reactionary person. That I, again, this was the largest growth for me as a human being in my life, getting out of that reaction phase getting out of this survival mode that I had, I think until my thirties of just reacting to life and just being like, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to get there. It's like, you know, when you go running and you're like, I just got to make the, I'm just going to make 20 minutes. Like even if I end sloppy, I'm just going to do it. This is about getting out of that. Just push, push, push. And this is now saying, take the feedback, use social media and your customers for what they're built for, how to make you and your product and your business better. And how humbling that is to have people say, you know what, I don't like this, or this isn't working for me. And instead of being like, no, this is my mission, this is my art, this is my passion, like, and, and just bullying through, is changing, is leaving your business model behind in order to say, how can I both satisfy me, my passion, and what I love, and give these people what they really, really want. And it changes you, it changes the nature and the core of your business. And you have to be will, you have to be open, you have to, you have to spot it. You have to overcome your insecurities of hearing people, as you said, of saying you're, you're doing this wrong. You have to then change, like it's seven steps, dude. It's, it's insanely hard. But with social media and with the right partners, you can coach, you can get coached and have help, have, find help of someone get you through that process. You have to listen. You have to listen to people in social media. You have to listen to your customers. And then you have to, ch- you have to change you and how your business operates. And you have to make those changes for the world. And you have to do that process over and over again. And now I like it. Now I like, com- I, I like the spinning of the business and, and what I do and what we do and how we do it. And it changes because, and the technology changes and everything changes. Like I'm nowhere near doing the same thing I was doing two or three years, every two or three years, my business model changes 10, 20, 30 degrees, a pivot. So as you became the face of your own company to market media, Hank, what mistakes did you make? Uh, started out exactly the same way, thinking perfection was the route to go. That I'm, and I, I, I'm gonna hit you with the dumbest shit because it's always, it's just very meta, but it's, like, I was like, I can't, I don't want to look like I'm not in a really expensive studio. Grant has a really, like, everybody, has, look, your studio looks better than mine. Like, those ideas of, like, I have to be at a certain level because this is my business, so I have to be this thing. And I'm like, you, everyone has that. I think I have it worse because I'm selling people on a media game and how to be a big, bigger media star. And I get all the time, not all the time, but I get occasionally, a couple times a month, someone will say, how are you going to teach me to be a media star and you ain't one of the biggest media stars? Like that idea of you're, you're not big, so you're phony. And this whole idea of make, have people calling you out and making you feel like a phone. Like when you reveal who you are, people are going to say, that's not good enough. I don't like you. And it's toughening. It's hard. 
Let me ask you this. What was it like for you when people are calling you pretty much a hypocrite? Hey, you train meteor stars, but you're not that big yet. So what the F, bro? Like, how was, what was that experience like for you personally? At first, I took it like anybody does, where you feel like you, listen, you hear the pain, you hear your reaction. You hear the pain that that puts on you rather than the truth, which is in a calm state, I know the truth, which is whether or not I'm a great personality or whether or not I am or will be a star or a bigger star, it doesn't change the fact that I'm a great coach. Like great coaches on many teams for many sports and for many athletes, aren't, like, it just doesn't work that way. So this is just buying into somebody's sniping and you, do, you learn, again, the media teaches you not to do that. I get that. So Startup Nation, what I'm hearing Hank say, like if you follow golf, you wouldn't judge Tiger Woods' coach because he isn't Tiger Woods, right? Or he doesn't play at the level of Tiger Woods. That doesn't have anything to do with his coaching ability. Those are distinct from each other. So that's what I'm hearing Hank say here. Hank, let's kind of back this up. Let's go broad for a second. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K and yet showing up and pretending like they're not? Why are they struggling? Why can't they break through? What is going on? For me personally, from answering from what I do for a living, it's very clear that because, because you're trying to hide, because you're trying to pretend something else and you're not living in the reality, there's no way to deal with those problems. And if you put your problems out into the public, they will get solved. It will feel painful. It will feel like the thing not to do. And it'll feel like you, you shouldn't share on that level. But not only is it the exact path to success, because it's the way of really objectively looking at the problems you have in your business. It also creates this connection. This is where business people don't understand. People like Brene Brown are extremely important to them. When you understand the role of vulnerability in connecting to your customer and your consumer, Brene's quote, I read it, this, it, was a, it was a meme this morning that came up on my Twitter feed. Vulnerability is the only bridge to connection. Unless you're open and honest about what you're going through, there is no developing a connection with your consumer, with your audience and with your customer. And you have to have that in today's business. So the thing holding people back is that fear of being honest in a public space is perfectionism, is, 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 ego is shame is embarrassment hank like this is hitting so personally for me right i'm doing this 40-day holy hour challenge which is spend 60 minutes in quiet time every morning with your creator right to really get a hold or a handle on who you are why you're here what's your purpose and i show up and do a facebook live as you know at 7 30 a.m eastern standard time and I just recently started to share, like today, I shared on there because there was a Bible verse and it resonated with it. I shared, listen, ladies, and there's a lot of ladies that watch this Facebook Live, this virtual accountability. And I shared with them and I said, listen, I used to use and objectify women like nobody's business. I've hurt so many women. I've wounded them. I've emotionally left them brokenhearted. It doesn't make me bad as a person, but that's my humanity. I'm broken. I'm a mess. And I'm getting up and I'm cleaning up the messes and I'm trying, right? I'm trying to do better. And, you know, some of the ladies commented, like, thank you for your transparency. Like, it's ugly to hear, 
but man, they lean right in and they connect, they listen, they go, wow, this guy's like just putting himself out there. That's, that's where the connection happens. So I'm going to go ahead and Startup Nation, I really want to summarize for you. Let's recap what Hank is sharing. There's so much power and value in this for you. This will be not only a game changer for your business this episode, but a game changer for your entire life. So come back and re- I-, I want you to replay this episode with Hank Norman. This guy is a rock star and he creates stars. He creates media, media stars. He has a proven track record. Some of the biggest names out there like Grant Cardone, Mel Robbins, he has built them into these personalities that have become household names. That's why you know of them. Listen to his advice. It works. So let's recap some of this. Hank, in the beginning, you started out the show saying, listen, I personally hate, like I hate playing in the media game myself. I hate playing the game of fame. Like it sucks. It's hard. I got to be vulnerable. I got to do like tons of serious work and it's not fun. So like, thanks for sharing that vulnerability. Startup Nation. Then Hank says, media training makes you more successful in your business. It just is going to reshape you because it gets you to think outside of yourself. It gets you to start seeing with new eyes. How are you occurring in the world? How are you occurring to your customers? And that might be the first time you actually look at that. And then Hank says, what's the story behind your business? What is your personal story? The one you're hiding from everybody else, from the public, because maybe there's shame, there's pain, there's hurts, there's wounds. That's the story that will catapult you, launch you into success if you're courageous enough to start telling it. Then Hank says, your story, your struggle is the reason why I and everyone want to do business with you. And you really want to get that. It's totally counterintuitive, but that's what works. And then Hank says, this whole fake it to you, make it bullshit, it's wrong. It's the completely wrong way of doing it. So if you want fame, it's not fake it till you make it. It's show me how broken you really are and how you're struggling to get up every day. That's where I want to connect with you as an audience. And then Hank says, sell me I'm not, that you're not satisfied where you're at. It's not good enough to be broken and to cop out and say, well, I'm broken. I'm a mess. It's my humanity. I'm just going to keep using people and abusing people. And that's just who I am. That's bullshit. That's what that is. You're just a lazy, dumb idiot, man. You need to step up, get up, and show up every single day and do better the next day, right? I call it, you got to suck less every day. Just suck less. That's your goal. Suck less. And then here's the top strategies, right? Top tips from Hank, the top four media training tips. Listen up, write this down, replay this show over and over again. Get these four. Like there is years, what is it? 25 years of of expertise behind these top four. I am learning them right now as a client of Hank and his team. And they're, they're not easy. So you've got to really like own up and say, do you want this? How much do you want this? But if you want this, here's your top four tips from Hank. Change your mindset. That's step one. Change your mindset. You have to become the talent. You have to become the face of your company. There's no way around it. You got to take that on or get out of the game. Bottom line, you have to become the talent. After you become the talent and you become the face of your your own company, then you got to share your personal story your brokenness, your woundedness, your struggle again and again and again. Just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. 
Tip number three, don't react to the haters. Don't react when you get the feedback from the world when you share your story and people judge you and condemn you and say, I can't believe you, Joseph, you used all these girls. I can't believe you're a scumbag who did this. I can't believe, and they snipe at you. I've already gotten it. People call me heretics and all this other stuff because I'm not the traditional broken Catholic or whatever the heck you want to call it. And you know what? That means I'm saying something. That means you're saying something real and let others react to it, but you don't react. So don't react to the haters. Take the feedback. And then final tip, step four, put that, those, the, that feedback to work. Make the changes in your life. Make the changes in yourself. Do the work and then repeat it over and over and over again. Hank, did I leave anything out? Perfect. I love it. I was about to write them down. Never heard it so succinctly. That's cool stuff, buddy. Look at that. We got Hank in a box right there. Business in a box by Hank. All right. So you can find Hank at hanknorman.com. That's hanknorman.com. Hank, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round, my friend. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Hank, what's your favorite sound? Literally the first thing in my mind was pink. <laughs> I'm not, not sure that's the, a... not, not the singer. I got it. <laughs> okay. What's your pink. least favorite sound? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. dude, wah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah. excuses, reasons, yeah. BS. Yeah. Low energy. Love it. What's, what are you most afraid of? Putting myself out there. Got it. I'm blocked at the same place. I thought I'm, I'm at that juncture. I have to do more of the thing I'm already doing. I'm just not doing it enough. Got it. So Hank, you just got to share it. Take your own tip, right? Tip number two. I hate it. What part don't you understand? Like literally start sharing this on all your videos. I am a, a media trainer. I make media stars and I hate, hate getting in front of the camera and doing this. I hate it. Like, get real about that. That would yeah. be powerful. What do you spend way too much? T- what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Trying to look bigger. Trying. Ah, got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Yeah. What secret fear? Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? We all have a fear about people, how they see us, how we're perceived, et cetera. What's your secret oh, yeah. fear? Um, the reason I teach media which is about connecting through that lens to other people is i'm a horrible connector i'm shy i'm antisocial. i'd rather be home i'd rather do anything than be here right now with you like i got yeah we so so when when people say judge you or you get that feedback like like what's the worst feedback that you would you you hate getting you know because i was picked on when i was little in school it's not that that hurts me it's just like i just learn like i just have a disdain for people my first reaction is like, eh, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care to connect. I, like, I, have, I have to teach myself to want to connect. I'm, I'm, beyond, I'm, behind, I'm so far behind a normal person. That's why I know I'm the best person to bring the message. I'm not normal. I'm like deficient three levels behind a normal person. I love that. I firmly believe God uses the most broken of us to help heal all his children, right? That's, That's what he me. does. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Oh my God. That list could go fast. Give me the top thing. Uh, the thing I wish I learned sooner in my business was the thing that I wish I learned sooner in my life, which I'm trying to impress upon my daughter, which is relationships and being again, back to connection. 
because I wasn't a connect, because my dad taught me a work ethic and not a connection ethic. And I was just like, so I showed up for most of my time in every job, including my own business, of just like putting the work in and being like, ta-da, and being like, well, how come I'm not getting rewarded for this? Because I wasn't actually trying to make connections with other people. Like business is about people and connecting mm. with other people. Wow. Startup Nation, listen to what Hank's saying. Your business is temporal. Everything in your life, temporal. It's going to just die off. Only relationships are eternal. Invest in those relationships. Habit, uh, what's a new habit you want to create, Hank? I'm working on it now. I, I, again, like everybody, I'm, I'm getting older. I got to get back to the gym. Like, I, I used to be a runner. I can't run anymore. Knees and like, I'm it's just like, I need to reinvent myself. The thing I always went to to get in shape was running. And since I can't do that anymore, I got my, my feet are, I'm like, I'm done. I got to come up with a new thing. And I don't love going to the gym. So my old stories of I'm not a gym person, I'm a running person. I got to say, I got to change who I see myself as. I want to, I want to exercise again. I want to get, I want to feel better. I want to be in shape again. I love that. I learned this little secret question. What am I committed to? Like ask yourself, what are you committed to? And when you get that, boom, you'll find the how. What's a bad habit you want to break? Well, it's, it's hardly a habit. It's a way of life is procrastination. Like any, I can't, it's insane. Got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Open, honest, scared. <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in business. Clueless, completely broke, and clueless. <laughs> Got it. Clueless squared. I love yep. it. And last question, Hank, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice you could tell your daughter, what would you say to her? Love more. Make that connection stronger in the moment. Love too, it. Too many examples in my life where I didn't and people close it. It's the bit. Just do it. That's powerful stuff. Any final wisdom? Like what's the one thing you want my listener to know about maybe making their first 100 K or being successful in business or in their life? Risk it. That idea of the thing that you're thinking and feeling is telling you to not do it is actually a trigger to just tells you what space to move into. You start to see fear and apprehension as something to explore because it tells you something about yourself rather than something to stop doing. You can begin to rewire those procrastination and avoidance stories. Love it. Startup Nation, if it scares you and simultaneously excites you, that's the thing you want to lean into, not away from. Listen to Hank's advice. Powerful stuff. Hank, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? Um... I'm everywhere, but I'm super active on Twitter, Hank, at Hank Norman on Twitter, um, obviously Facebook, Instagram, but I'm more pontificating hourly on Twitter like an old person, so you can always catch me there. <laughs> Pretty awesome stuff. Hank, thanks for joining us today, and I wish you peace, love, and your next 100K, sir. Thank you, Joseph. All right. God bless, brother. Later. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. 
Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.